0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Wednesday. It is Relationship Wednesday. We sure have a topic today. It's one of those topics that How could there only be one thing in a relationship that takes care of that relationship? How could there be? And I put it out there yesterday because, of course, Christ was talking pretty loud, has been lately. And there have been a lot of questions in my mind as to everything that we know and how there's always more to know more to discover, more to ask, more to feel. And the learning never, never ends. It just will never end. And I was talking yesterday about the energy that I saw, and I will do a show on that energy on Monday because it took me a while to wrap my mind around that and to even be able to see it, just even to be able to see something that subtle, and realize how big that was in the moment. And I knew, I was like, there's no mistaking it. And God always, and I have to say this, and I'm going to say this until I'm gone from here forever, is so much bigger than anything we can even come up with. We all try to explain it. We try to put it out there, but honestly, The less judgments we carry, the more we can see, carry, whether that's not worth my time because that's not good enough or that's too good or wherever we're at on that spectrum of self-worth, the less, because judgments are blocked, they block energy, right, so that energy can't come to you because you've made a decision on it and your free will has made a decision, so... You have to think about that. It's a really interesting dynamic. However, when judgment doesn't exist, and it's really hard because sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, it blocks you from seeing. Just like with that woman. I mean, she taught me something so huge that I just thank her every day, and I don't even know her, but I judged her. I judged her. I did not walk in her shoes for a minute, and I was just quick to, not even knowing I judged her, I'm like, oh, brother, you know. And Then I said, what do I mean, oh, brother? What is she going through that she did that? So when we start to think like that, we've taken away a resource from ourselves, and that's objectivity. Objectivity. So yesterday, after I got off the show and, you know, Christ was like, really, really been loud, and and it feels like getting louder every day, and and I know, I know what's happening in my life, I know what has happened, um, and that I will be speaking in the forums, I, I thought I will be, it's all happening now, I'm, I'm like not even ready to fully talk about it yet, because I've talked about so many things, and I just, now it's happening, and I don't even know how to put my mind around it yet because it's changing my life change. But putting that in its place as a result, it's because Christ is getting louder and saying, okay, you asked to raise your kids, and now you've raised your kids, and now it's time. And it's funny how nothing is as it seems, and there's one common thread through every single thing I have done till this day, and hopefully till I'm gone, till any of us are gone, that we can just hold on to this one thing. And we have truth, we have love, we have purity. That comes, but there's something that we have to practice emotionally to ourselves before we can get to self-love, before we can get things that we want in our lives. and where we see it more, most prevalently is in relationships because relationships are people we've met, chosen, and brought into our lives. So what is that golden rule of relationships? What is that golden rule of life? It just, it, it's when we're in relationships that people call us out on our behaviors because in every other area or arena of our lives, nobody has a reason to do that. No one's going to come up to you and say, well, you know, what you said hurt me or what you did wasn't so cool or what you did was so great that it affected me in this way or that way. No one's going to do that to that level as it will somebody who's always constantly getting to know you, that feels your every movement and energy, every change that you have just by the way you walk in the morning. They know how you feel. So what is that golden rule? If there's one thing that keeps relationships going strong, what would that be? What do you think if you think there's one thing that it could be? What would be the first thing that comes to your mind? It doesn't break bonds. It keeps relationships propelling and thriving, which is the backbone of every relationship. When we feel we're growing forward, we can't do enough. And when we feel we're stagnant, Start questioning. Okay, like, hey, wait a minute. What did I miss? Something or what's different? Is there anything we can do to pay attention better and and then really do it and not feel stupid to make changes and adjustments or feel like you're failing, but to feel like you're thriving. There's always good news behind it. So some of the comments we got on Facebook were um, Grace, as Tamo says, the one thing would be great. Because in it, there's deeper sense of understanding, love, joy, and fulfillment, and aliveness among amid the odds. And then there was another, it was a photo by, uh, that Susan put out. And she said, remember to be subtle. Keep it simple. Be stable in a relationship. Then it will sustain why you do what you do. And you can redo what grows you and, steps, and stop what stagnates you. These are all great, great thoughts. I mean, Maria Dulce says, one ounce of pure love, pure intent, can overcome any obstacle provided it's pure. That's the whole nuts and bolts of origins of truth. Christopher Cedre says, the golden rule in relationship is to keep control out of it. No one likes a controlling person. We are not responsible for all those things over which we have no control. What a relief. You can totally wear yourself out trying to fix or help someone who doesn't even want to be fixed or helped. There is a step, again, for all of that. I never would have thought of it. When Christ said it, I'm like, no way. But I had a day to think about it. And I had a day to understand when when Christ says we have to start to start, where do we start And that comes from respect. Respect. Seeing lines because we think we know someone. And letting everything go and have screaming matches and then apologize because people don't forget the, the imprint of anger. And when we think that that's going to be available to our relationship, that it's been invited in, or discounting, or not including. I never met anyone who was included and had a choice to participate or not that was upset about being included. But I've met a lot of people who were upset because they weren't included, because they were not part of the equation. There has been a lot of overlooked things in our life, but the power of respect, when you make decisions and respect is included, you can't help but involve everyone in that picture, in the equation. Same goes for children. When you respect children, when you respect spouses, When you respect your parents, no matter what they are, they can't be who you want them to be. They are are who they want to be. Whether you think they're in denial or not, whether you think they're smart or not, whether you think they make good decisions or not, respect who they are. Because there's something about respect that, that opens them for your soul. When you have respect for what you think instead of calling yourself names for what you think, because respect starts at home, that opens every door that you walk to. Because we're going to walk to doors every day and we have a decision to turn that handle or not. But with respect, there's an energy behind respect that only goes forward. Who they are is a respectful way of taking care of yourself. And when you take that respect and you put it into your relationship, even in the worst of times where you say, wow, I never figured this would happen to us. I am not happy about this. But what is the best way we, not me, can deal with this? When you put that to your relationship, what happens in the future? That no matter what the two of you face, you know you're going to make it through eye of the needle. You know you're going to get to the other side of it. And that's what keeps relationships going. It's not how you deal with love. Everyone knows how to do that when they're feeling that. That's easier Than having respect in really hard times, being respectful to the situation instead of what it's doing to you, how it hurts you, blaming, walking on eggshells, all of that. A level of respect between the situation and you gives you both a common thing to look at instead of worrying about one or the other. You see the problem as separated, as an objective issue that the two of you can take care of. If it's finances and you say, oh, wow, our finances got out of hand. Instead of saying, you spend money on this and you do that, well, you do that. And then it goes into this match of who did did this? Or who was more at fault? And then You get mad at each other and you go to bed mad and you wake up mad and you're just, you can't face what you've done. So you get mad at them because now you don't have to face what you've done. But if you say, wow, I think I have some habits I need to break. Something you can do something with. Or if one of you isn't pulling their weight or if one of you is being short with the kids or short with you. Whatever it is that's going on in the relationship, when you approach it with a level of respect, it takes care of all of the nuances that block the conversations from being real, from being honest. Seeing life as it is comes through a sense of respect for life. That's why when we say love will solve everything, truth will solve everything, purity, our innocence will keep us fresh, there's that step before it that has a respect for life because that respect allows you to see how love can actually work. And the lack of respect will show you how love doesn't work. And then you have that line of lessons to deal with. Said yesterday, respect, it covers everything. And I said, but why? Isn't it love? No, love is the attraction. Love is the attraction. That's what put us there. Telling each other the truth about ourselves, about our lives, is what bonded us. Enjoying that innocence of falling in love because all of a sudden we feel like we can say anything in the beginning until it gets shaped into who we are. But what he said was, because the love is there, but is it supported or not? Because why are people in love? And then, you know, a few years later, you hear they're getting divorced or you hear, you know, that they're not doing that well or they're having problems. If you were to go and dig, which I've had the pleasure of doing for many people now, you find out where that point where the respect changed, where all bets were off and we were saying things to each other that might not be okay. They may feel like it in the minute that, oh, my gosh, I just finally got that off my chest. But if it was insulting to the other person, How good you are after that. It's really, really hard to regain respect. You can regain love. You can tell the truth. I wasn't feeling good that day. I'm really sorry I said what I said. But the weight of dumping hurtful information to someone is the ultimate form of judgment in a relationship which closes that door. Because judgment closes doors. It's a lack of respect for your own issues, for your own self, to the point where now you're you're saying it about other people. And you're saying the same things that you need to address in yourself. That isn't rocket science anymore. That isn't new information anymore. We all know by now that when we talk about others, we're talking about ourselves. So the reason it's so unattractive when we hear that, even to ourselves, even when we're talking to ourselves, we know it just stinks to feel like we're cutting other people off, even though we think we're doing it as an energy boost to ourselves. So look at them. They're not so great. Yes, they are. See, you are that great. And if someone has fallen and we talk about them, that's even worse because that means that we won't even pick our own selves up when we've fallen. Then we'll fall from time to time. But if we know we'll fall from time to time, we also know we will succeed from time to time. It's all part of life. But that level of respect in a relationship to say, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. I may need time to grow into this one. I may need time to accept and learn about why I feel that, to grow. Wow, that feels good. I can't wait to see how that comes out in our life. We start to feel like we can build bridges from here to there and get to the other side and then see life after that. Like, oh, wow, you know, years ago I used to be scared to tell you these things. But step by step, a million baby steps that were backed with respect for myself allowed me to be respectful to you that you wouldn't want said to you to anybody else. It takes a lot of restraint, a lot of restraint, a lot of like checking along the way before you blurt out things that aren't okay. It's it's like the toothpaste thing, you know, where you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once it's come out. And if you keep splurting out that toothpaste, the tube is empty and you, you throw it away. We can only take down for so long. Even if we stay, we become mute in the relationship. We become, I want to say, just not invisible, but we retract. And we retract quite a bit. If somebody wants something from you, you can't give. Instead of feeling like you have fallen short, you can say things like, hey, you know what? I never thought of that. I I may or may not actually be interested in doing that. But if it's really important to you, maybe I'll I'll look into it. Different then, oh, no way. I would never do that. Because now you shut it down. And then you come up with something, and then they shut it down. And then before you know it, you're not doing anything together. If the kids are doing something. Instead of saying whose fault it is, well, you taught him that. Well, he's just like you. And you go back and forth on that. Say, wow, this is what our son, our daughter picked up from us. And it was something we weren't too crazy about. But somehow we found a way to live with it. But now it's showing up in their life. Why don't we all try to grow through that habit? Why don't we all try to heal each other? It has not been addressed until now. That's usable information. That's a usable way of living life. That's a way you can actually go to the next step. That's where we break repetition. Respect for your thought. If you think a thought about yourself, that's not Okay. The first thing you need to say is, Gosh, why would I say that to myself? Where did that come from? And there's your ego smiling in the corner going, Oh, that came from me. Good one. And if you believe it, I feel sorry for you because I will not say that I did it. That's ego. But when we listen to it, our brows, you know, the eyebrows start hitting each other. We look serious, we look troubled. And we're trying to make something work on something that doesn't have respect behind it because the first thing that ego does is strip us of our self-respect. That's how it comes, that's the gateway to attack our love for ourselves, for others. Yeah, look what they did. One of the best examples I ever had of respect was a day I actually caught Christ on what he wanted me to do. And I told this story over and over again, and I thank this girl for it as well, another person. She was a child. And when I was married to Sterling, she, she lied. She lied a lot. And we finally caught her. And I couldn't wait to have that talker because I could finally say, you can't change what you did. We all now know there's proof and I wanted to put it down in history that this is what happened. And Christ told me no. And I said, what what, what do you mean? No. It's on. No. Let her lie. Let her lie. And when I did let her lie, I did not get mad at her anymore. I calmed down in such a weird way that it even surprised me. And it felt so powerful to know what I knew and not react in the typical fashion. And, you know, it confused her. Because the things that God knows about us, we are still growing into over and over again. And it happened again after the car accident. When I had proof, when they told me they weren't going to lie. And I thought, that's weird that they tell me they're not going to lie. And it was because they lied. Unbelievable. And I had pictures to prove it to the mother and say, do you realize what you've just taught your daughter? And Christ said, don't. They'll learn this lesson. So it's not about winning all the time. There is a power in knowing the truth and giving people their space, their time, their way of having to learn it come out and will surface over time. But when we have respect for the process, that means we have patience to see it through. And that patience makes the difference in everything we do because anything we're patient for we can, we can see the process working. And when we see the process working, we start to trust life. And when we start to trust life, we start to trust the people in life, dreams, the really, really good and the really, really bad stuff that we have to deal with. But no matter how awful something is, It did not come to us because we cannot handle it. Even though we might think certain things may happen and we will literally die if they do. You realize that if you're still here, you have the energy, the will to grow through it, to pass through it, to learn from it the best you can. To another human being, that's that safe place that you both have that's a foundation of all other growths in your relationship. When you both fight for the relationship instead of each other, it takes a lot of understanding of that golden rule of respect that helps you navigate. When you have a child who's done something you never thought they could do, like, hey, wow, look at what that action brought to your life. How do you think it's best to deal with it? Do you want to talk about it? Imagine being as mad as you could ever be and talking like that. That takes all the strength you've got. But when you do talk like that, you open a door to a conversation that will heal and teach and grow into any other future conversations you could ever have as something that is solvable, as something that can work or that you can see past. One way I dealt with really hard situations long time was I would say, wow, by five o'clock tonight, this will be solved. I don't know how, but it will. Or wow, a year from now, I'm going to look back at this and say, this is how I grew as a result of that. And sometimes by the time a year passes, I don't even remember it. A lot of strength, a lot of kindness, a lot of understanding of objective love. And it gives every single thing you have known and learned to date wings. Just being respectful. It is amazing how far-reaching that is. I can't believe my time is up, and I have like 10 seconds left. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Thank you, guys. I love you. Bye-bye.